I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. everybody this is the doggy pod again of course and welcome back to it and thank you to all those people that do write in and say hey i'm really enjoying this keep it up guys and I, we do my friend here Stephen <laughs> peters you know, ensures that we keep everything going and flowing well I, i'm dr rob's producer and yeah lots of people write in uh, interestingly enough they all seem to have the last name zamet <laughs> I don't That'd be my mum. I <laughs> know what that means. How, I don't know how many email addresses your mum has, but anyway, she's um, she's pretty busy uh, on the old emails. Um, yeah, welcome back, welcome back. Um, this is part of the uh, our series that we're doing. Um, we're calling Vet Tales, which is a little bit different to the usual doggy pods, um, but this one's sort of a, a bit sad. Uh, this story and um, but it's a very important episode uh, for anybody that's got a dog and I say sad because um, it came from uh, a dreadful thing that happened to one of our regular listeners and their lovely dog Luna and they um, they had been walking in a park and uh, Luna was uh, temporarily off the lead and having a bit of a romp around um, and then ran into the bushes and came back out uh, frothing and and she had been poisoned. And we found out later, well, the owner took Luna straight to the vet and but tragically Luna was had died within an hour of that happening. And it turned out that Luna had eaten uh inadvertently eaten a bait that had been put out for foxes by the local council who had put signs up uh, or a sign up at the entrance to the park, um, but no other identification of where these baits might be. And that's something we'll talk about because we think that's, you know, it's fair enough if you have to bait for foxes, if they're killing the local animals and other pets. But uh, I think just putting a sign out the front of the 
the park and and not telling you where the baits actually are is is pretty slack. But anyway, um, so Rob, with something like that, what what would have without getting too graphic, I guess, and too sad, what what happens to a dog that you know consumes that high level of poison? Yeah, it depends on the poison itself. Some poisons uh, will change their blood straight away so that they can't carry oxygen in the blood anymore. Wow. Uh, some of them, uh, neurological poisons, that cause seizuring and some cause hemorrhaging into the intestines. There are a lot of different types of poisons, unfortunately, for dogs. Uh, and then you get the um, even poisons that cause the dog to have, um, uh, you know, really hallucinate. They really... You know, it gets into their brain and dogs go crazy, uh, almost like they've got a bad virus like rabies, but they'll hallucinate until they die. Virtually, they'll go into a seizure and die. So these are poisons that that are used to kill other animals that somehow dogs manage to yes. you know, get yes. into. Yeah, I mean, um, when there's with rabbits, of course, they release viruses which can't affect dogs uh, and cats, but sometimes... When at one stage when the virus wasn't working, when myxomatosis was released and it wasn't working, they were putting out uh, carrots with baits inside them, and dogs love carrots. They'd yeah. pick up those baits and, and chew them, and even though they'd warn everyone, uh, not everyone was you know, realising that the baits were everywhere, and so we had a lot of poisonings in our area when that was occurring. Well, now, that's the thing, isn't it? When you know, putting like I said, putting a sign up saying, you know, keep your dog on a leash if you can, but. Um, dogs get off leashes, you know, dogs run away from their owners and um, it happens all the time, particularly when there's other dogs in the same park and they want to have a run around. Yeah, and look, children, children run around the park and see a carrot and, you know, young kids are not realising that that carrot's not there for them mm. could pick it up and chew it and that has happened in the past. So I, I agree with you. I mean, for goodness sakes, dogs and foxes and those sort of things are not going to read. So if you have a sign right where the bait is, you know, big some some flag that says warning danger at each at each spot, where where each bait is, yeah, it, it yeah. really identifies exactly where the problem is. Um, that's uh, something that can be done. As far as what can you do yourself, there's a few things. I always try and tell people that find some chemist that can make you up a solution that'll make your dog vomit. Um, there was a commercial solution called Ipecac. I don't know if it's still available. I really, some people are saying yes, it is. Other people are saying no, it's not. But most compounding chemists will make something similar to it that could make your dog vomit. The other thing you could do is uh, ensure that you have some charcoal tablets with you, believe it or not. What, what do they do? Charcoal tablets absorb toxins. So if you see your dog swallowing something and you can't make him vomit, throw a heap of charcoal tablets down there until you can get to the chemist. Uh, to, sorry, until you can get to the vet, mm. um, be, because that can help minimise the amount of toxins. We found some some real weird and wonderful. I mean, as far as hallucinogenic toxins are concerned, um, we do get the occasional dog that comes in that has found a stash of drugs. Uh, marijuana usually they like the, the they, they like a bit of hemp yeah. <laughs> they seem to enjoy it especially the cookie the cookies of course <laughs> that they get attracted to and um, but then they'll start you know decreasing their respiration rate to the point of where they will die of respiratory failure so you've got to get them treated quite quickly with those sort of things um, so is something like charcoal tablets a good thing just for maybe people to keep in their 
in their little yes. bag that they, you know, whatever they carried <laughs> doggy have, poo bags around with them. I have a very, them. very good friend who has a guide dog. It's his guide dog. Yeah. Um, and he always now has charcoal tablets either in his bag when he's walking around or certainly at home, a, a good stash of charcoal tablets. Very, very handy for a dog that's been poisoned or taken a toxin in. The other thing that you've, you should do, of course, is try and train your dog. I know that sounds weird, but yeah. and you've got to get to them early. Remember, there are going to be some breeds that are worse than others, like Labradors are very hard to train to not take food. Yeah, you know, right. Some people see Labradors as a life support for a stomach, and they pretty much are. They just love food. But any breed, including Labradors, can be trained not to take food, and it's... It starts from puppyhood. It has to start from, yeah, you know, my dog, August, he started, as soon as we got him, we would put him, put his food down and make him sit and stay. And I'd say, good dog. And, and he knows, I always say, good dog, good dog, when he's eating. So it, it, without that, he, he would probably, if I just put the food down nowadays, he's only nine months old. If I put the food down, he'll look at it until I tell him, good dog, go and eat right. the food. Okay. And you can have, a, if, if you want, a trigger word. You know, it can be cabbage or whatever you want to, to eat. You can have a, a trigger word that you put the food down and the dog doesn't go to the food until you use that trigger word. That's even better. And I've seen that used many times, especially with police dogs and the like. They won't pick up anything on, on the street. And uh, and eat it unless you know, for some reason the owner, the handlers picked up said giving them the trigger word which they won't do if you pick up food on the street you're not going to feed to your dog but so if they were trained well enough even really if they well trained smelled dogs, something that looked really yeah. tasty they yeah. still wouldn't do it until so that that mm. would help tremendously um, th- and then there's the other sort of poisons that they pick up you know the the mushrooms dogs out in the wild I mean mm. we again not too far from us at a place called St Albans a lot of what's called gold top mushrooms and mm. they're hallucinogenic and dogs will chew on them worse still if they're toadstools not not mushrooms uh, the toadstools are very poisonous to dogs and can kill them very very fast well just uh, just recently you know a week or two ago here in Australia in uh, down in in Victoria uh, three people died from a, uh, eating mushrooms at a dinner party that were uh, apparently locally foraged. Uh, so, yeah, mushrooms can be super problematic. Yeah, very much so. So if, if, if your dog, if you were out with your dog and you suspect maybe they've eaten something, that, what would be the sign that, like an immediate sign that would say, ah, poison? Have a look at these um, pupils. If they're constricted right down or if they're dilating, you know, especially if it's a sunny day, yet the pupils are dilating, mm. I'd be worried. If you see them twitching at all, I'd be very, very worried. And, of course, if they're trying to be sick or you know, lie down all of a sudden, they're out of energy. Have a look at the gums. If the gums are white, um, that's often a sign that the animal has been poisoned. So get them to a vet as quickly as possible. Is there such a thing as a, a slow-moving poison, or are poisons generally pretty quick? No, there are slower-moving ones. Of course, some of them are accumulative. You know, they'll they'll pick up a little bit at a time um, from a certain area and, right. and build up in their system till they hit a crescendo. In the old days, thankfully, we don't see it anymore. Uh, we used to see dogs seizuring from licking paint, and oh. they'd lick paint off the walls. Was that with lead? 
Grace Correct, Parade. yes, yeah. and especially in the Balmain area for some reason. Which is an inner city suburb it, with, yeah. Exactly, inner city suburb of, of Sydney, uh, where you know, it's an older suburb and there used to be a lot of old paint flaking off buildings. And what does that taste like? Salt. Dogs like salt. Ah. And so they're licking all these salts off, giving some what, you know, electrolytes and enjoying the flavour, but they're also giving lead, which is accumulating slowly into their system and then leads to severe neurological problems. And uh, you have to do urine tests and blood tests to find the, the fact they've got this increased lead in their system and then it's a lot of painful injections to reverse the symptoms for them and get the lead out. So you also get, of course, a lot of poisonings at home. You know, uh, we, we see that. The, the two most common home poisonings are uh, rat baits and snail baits. Rat baits, uh, again, they can be cumulative. They can get a little bit of time. And what that does, it stops the blood from clotting. And inside, you have to, your blood has to clot. If it doesn't clot uh, in, in, say, around your mouth, you'll bleed from the mouth. And that's what happens. We see them bleeding from around the teeth. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, the gums are white. They're bleeding internally. This is all with rat poisonings. So if somebody brings in their dog and you suspect it's rat poisoning, will, will they tell you that they've put rat poisoning out or do you have well, to yeah, work that look, out? Look, I can't tell you the number of times they say, do you have any rat poisoning at home? No, 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 we don't have anything like that at home ever. And then they'll ring up and they'll say, like, oh, look, we found some. Yeah. Uh, they forget that they have it on the shelf or behind the refrigerator years ago and it's still active. Or it was in the garage, and he got. We didn't think he'd be able to get to it, and so we do hear about it sometimes after the event, even though we suspect rat poisoning at times because the it's so low, the red cells are so low, and the dog's hemorrhaging. And those sort of cases, we have to give a transfusion, or we'll lose the dog. So we give him a transfusion, and with rat baits, the um, usually the antidote is vitamin K, massive doses, massive doses of vitamin K. Mm. And that brings up the clotting factors again so that the animal can start clotting his blood again and not hemorrhage to death. Snail baits are different. Snail baits, they seizure. They come in seizuring. And wow. But surely you wouldn't put snail baits out in your garden if, you've got a dog, if, you've got, if your dog roams around the garden. Surely. Surely. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't know what Shirley does, but um, a lot so of other really, people do. Really? Yeah, I know Shirley wouldn't, but other people have. I promise really? you. Uh, the number of snail baits that I've had to... And sometimes I have to stay with them like for overnight and just ventilating them, making sure they can breathe. What we have to do when they come in seizuring, we put them straight onto a drip line, the supportive drip line, and then we anesthetize the animal. And really? then we uh, give them a gastric lavage. You know, we, we pump out the stomach, and we also go down the other end, give them an enema. And you often get, because you know, snail poisoning is very bright green, you'll get green coming out of the mouth, and you'll get green coming out of oh. the rectum. It's just the poison's right through their system. And you've, you have to keep them knocked out. And as you bring them too slowly, you have to make sure that they're not still seizuring. And if they are, take them back down. Wow. Again, it's, it's a very, very intensive therapy to get a dog through snail bait. Also, uh, rat baits as well, both of those. The other, we see other things as well. I, you know, people said I was pouring out some something from my car, you know, some sort of oil or something. The dog mouths it and grabs a whole lot of it uh, because, you know, dogs used to grabbing... Uh, water from the hose. They love playing with the hose. Right. They'll see that. Uh, pool chemicals and, of course, the old, uh, good old dishwasher. Yeah. yeah, what's the story with the dishwasher? You'd... Well, people, you know, the dishwasher has lovely smells and everything inside. Yeah, that's a bit, so, bit of leftover mm, beef wellington. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you open the door, you put the uh, tablet in, you don't close the the compartment of the tablet, you go and get something else, and before you know it, the dog's got the tablet in his mouth and swallowing it. So what what would happen in that situation? Um, they get terrible uh, diarrhoea usually. It depends on the chemicals that they're using, but usually it's severe diarrhoea and vomiting with those sort of chemicals, and we have to wash them out again and give them a lot of supportive therapy to get them through. But lots of other chemicals. What about the uh, cockroach baits? Yeah, cockroach. Ones? Dogs will crawl. I was about to say other baits, cockroach right. baits and ant baits as well that people put out there. Because they're and encased in plastic. Yeah, and the dog has got very little powerful in, in bite in his jaw, hasn't he? Right. No, not right. at all. <laughs> bang, 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 they're through that plastic in no time at all. They can right. get into that poison. And they tend to be um, organophosphate poisons, so they'll start seizuring and vomiting and... Uh, show the typical signs of, of those sort of poisons that we, we see with insecticides. And, and unfortunately, one of the things that I know every now and then we uh, send a call out when we see two or three uh, dogs coming with poison all from the same area, they've all walked in the same park, there's the intentional po- yeah, poisoning. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier. I can't oh, believe somebody would deliberately do that. There are, there are just... People that are just psychopaths in our society, and uh, they go out and decide to they want to poison dogs for some reason in parks. Because mm. you know, if if you were that demented and that sick, it, frankly, it's not a difficult thing to do, is it? Oh, to... unfortunately, it's very very simple to do. Very simple. There's poisons that are available everywhere, and I'm not going to mention. No. Let's not give Which people ones. <laughs> not that anybody listening to the doggy pod would even ponder no. such a thing. But but yeah, you know, uh, in the old days, one of the most common poisonings was strychnine. Yeah. Strychnine is a really bad poison, it causes severe seizuring and death very very quickly. And that that was uh, used to be able to buy that in some of the stores in, in the old days. People would use that to poison dogs for no reason. Is strychnine? It's not available anymore, is it? Not that well. I couldn't imagine. I mean. I've never seen it for sale. I haven't tried to buy it, I guess, mm. but I, I don't think it'd be... I think it'd be much 
um, more monitored the sale of these sort of real bad poisons, much, much more strongly guarded. I think the poison that um, um, sadly killed poor Luna was uh, 1080, which yep. is which is one of the big, one of the most uh, toxic. rapid, yeah, toxic. Mm. Mm. What, what would that be used for? What sort of other things would you use 1080 for? Is that like a, a weed poisoning as well, or is it just for animals? No, it's made for animals. It's maybe used like, you know, um, unfortunately, wild dogs when they become a problem. Right. Um, people uh, in certain areas have used 1080 for that, for foxes, of course, and also for rabbits. It'll, you know, they'll, they'll put it into um, various carrots and other vegetable matter and uh, to poison... Are rabbits a big problem in urban areas? No, not so much urban areas. It's just well on the fringes, on the fringes. You know, even out my way, I'm on the outskirts of Sydney, as you know, mm. and uh, they they're not a problem at the moment, but they have been in the past. And people say, "Oh, why do you need to poison an innocent rabbit?" Well, when they were in their masses, they just devastated this whole country. Mm. You, know, you could see whole pastures just moving and it was all, all rabbits basically it was just terrible what they did to pastures and um so foxes are a problem obviously because they kill our native yeah, animals yeah. a lot of our native animals are getting killed by foxes at the moment and uh, they've been on the increase you know foxes were introduced to try and take care of the rabbits into into australia They're, both of those are not native animals um but it didn't work. In their native countries, foxes and rabbits form an equilibrium. But in Australia, the foxes found it easier to go for the marsupials than they did for the rabbits. Mm. So they kill a lot of our native animals. Is there another option? Is there, is there a second option of getting rid of foxes that doesn't involve leaving lethal baits? Poison? Out? No one's really found it. I guess it mm. would be a bit like um, like the rabbit situation. If you could find a... a uh, particular virus that just affected foxes, that would be the answer. Uh, they did it with, um, uh, there was a cactus in this country, you know, people, it was introduced oh, yeah. and it went wild, you know, wild pear was just everywhere, everywhere, cactus, wild pears, and it was growing, and again, it was devastating paddocks, and they found a moth that would uh, eat the cactus, mm. and that's how they formed an equilibrium, they introduced that moth into this country, and... Uh, got rid of a lot of the cactus. So biological um, control is by far the best to try and form that equilibrium that Mother Nature really wants for any uh, particular ecology. Uh, but trying to find it for foxes in this country is very difficult. Uh, foxes were there, as I said, they were put in to take care of the rabbits, but unfortunately didn't quite work out. Mm. So if if there was one thing to take home from this, it would be it's not a silly idea to have charcoal tablets. No. Handy? Yep. Teach a dog not to eat food that's just indiscriminately. Well, uh, that, that, I love that idea of, you know, you don't eat till I give you this word. And yeah, it, it does work. It does work with Oggy. Yeah, he's boom. He's, but can you teach an old dog a new trick? It's harder. It is yeah. harder, but you can do it. I have, like I, I think I've talked on the doggy pod about um, an eight year old dog that uh, Apollo that I got hold of many, many years ago and took him through his CD, uh, which is companion dog obedience trial. So he yeah. was an older dog, but he still got his, his uh, obedience title quite well. Okay. So it's, it is doable. You've just got to be patient. Firstly, form a great relationship with the dog. Ensure 
that you know, you're on the same page. I do that as soon as Oggy came into the house, his first meal, I put it down. While he's eating, I'm good dog and I'm patting him, good dog. And I still do that to this day and will continue doing that until the day he passes. So, or if I go first. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's um, form that relationship. Form that relationship by taking him for his walks every day. You know, all those things, jump around, play around with him. And then I can start introducing uh, obedience work into it. And obedience work doesn't have to be formal, heal, sit, stay. It can be, let's not eat that food. Let's teach you food refusal. So if you go up to Oggy now with with the food and I say no, he won't touch it. He'll be cranky, but he won't touch it. Yeah, he loves his food, but (laughs) he says, no, I love my dad more. (laughs) Correct answer. Well, we do sort of respectfully dedicate this, this, I guess, a little bit sad episode, but also hopefully there's lots of really interesting stuff in there that everybody with a dog just sort of keep should keep in the back of your mind. Um, but anyway, we, yes, we dedicate this episode to young Luna, who um, was I think was only a few years old. She wasn't, mm. wasn't old. Um, and do you have any words of wisdom? Do you still do the words of wisdom, Rob, or have you run out of words of wisdom? <laughs> have you, run out of have, wisdom, have you, not you, words. <laughs> yeah, you never run out of words. Um, well, no, you probably don't, do you? Well, for me, yeah, it, it, I've, we talked about forming a relationship with your dog. And if you're keeping your dog outside all the time, I wonder about, isn't it time that you open that back door and just watch a bit of TV with your dog instead of just on your own or with your partner. You've yeah. been a big advocate of that, haven't you? Oh, open day the back one. door. Open the back door. Let the dog in and uh, let him sit between you and your partner. It'll make your life happier. <laughs> or just if you're on the couch by yourself. What better way to oh, spend it than awesome then. the dog? Awesome yes. then, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see you all for the next episode of the Doggy Pod. See you, folks. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.